Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Paul Edgerson, and we are here on Monday, July 11th. I hope everybody had a great 4th of July weekend. You know, I was off. I had my golf trip that was over my birthday weekend. And then from getting back on that on Sunday, we left Sunday night to go to Clearwater, stayed there for five days. Clearwater was awesome. It's such a beautiful area, beautiful beach. But if you live up here in the Midwest, it's common for people to say in the wintertime, screw this, I'm moving to Florida. You know, my mom lived in Florida for like nine or 10 years. And every time I go there in the summer, and this is no hate on the Florida people, damn, it's hot and it is humid as hell. And it is hot like all the way to like 930 at night. It doesn't cool down at night. I don't know, man. Uh, Florida year round, that's not for me. But Clearwater was smoking hot and it was sweaty. But, you know, we were in the pool in the ocean. It was all good. We had a great week. We went with another couple. And then we came back from that and left directly for the lake house in Michigan. And it was a great weekend with my in-laws. And as as you've heard me say before, all my in-laws are 100% Italian. And we ended up playing quarters. If you guys remember this drinking game, quarters, you drop the quarter, you have to bounce it into the shot glass. There's two going around in a circle. You put it in the shot glass, you pass it to the right. And if the shot glass ends up two of them in front of the same person, hence like it catches them, they have to take a shot. But then this evolved into, I don't know, we were just saying something with garlic and oil. And then it involved into yelling garlic and oil at the person who lost. And then it evolved into, let's actually throw a whole bulb of garlic at the person that lost when we're yelling garlic and oil. So, I mean, it was dumb, but it was so freaking funny. And when you lose and everyone is screaming garlic and oil at you and you're just getting pegged with multiple cloves of garlic. Yeah. Interesting game. I'm looking forward to playing it again next time I get together with that family. All right, cool. I got the final draft of my book back. Now we're to draft eight and I found errors again and they're either missed by the proofreader or they're created by the formatter. It's been really frustrating. So we pivoted. We hired a new proofreading team from the University of Iowa and the formatter has also been replaced. So my hope is this will be finished soon. It should have been done like in the spring, but we've had like mega issues with the editing this time through and it's been super frustrating. But like anything in the world, like practice management, running a business, we take in what's going on, we pivot accordingly. So I'm excited for this pivot and to hopefully soon be done with this project. On my last solo podcast, I asked to see if we could get the book Dental Practice Hero to 100 reviews on Amazon because we're so close and we did get closer. So I want to say big thanks to Dr. Greg Hopkinson and Dr. T.C. Reed, who left reviews. I still need three more. So who's it going to be? Who wants to go to sleep tonight knowing that they helped a fellow dentist out who has now released over 270 episodes of content to the world for free for the betterment of the profession and to all those listen. Do you like that passive aggressive guilt trip that I'm doing right now? Seriously, I need three reviews. Can we do this? I mean, 10,000 copies of the book. Surely I can get three of the listeners to help me review and I will read your name on the next solo episode. So today for this episode, I want to talk about just three little nuggets that I thought about this week for patient experience. They're small, but they're great things to add to our tackle box. And the first one is that one thing that we never do at my practice, and I say never because we were doing it and we made it a policy to never do this, is move patients up because of cancellations, because of openings. And what I mean is like the hygienist or your your clinical team trying to get out early because there's a little gap and there's another patient that's later in the day, later in the night, in the evening. And we're going to call that person to see if they can come early so we can leave early. 
So we had this happening often. I mean, my practice is open till 8 p.m. We used to be open till 9 p.m. Now we're 8 p.m. And hygienists were moving up patients. And one time we had one patient say, I don't even know why I make these appointments because you always call me to move them. And that kind of struck a chord with me. I was like, man, what kind of, we're wanting the patient to honor our time, honor our obligation that we're, we're putting in the appointment. But at the same time, we're turning around and calling and moving them. So it is okay for my team to move someone who has called and said, hey, if you have something earlier, please reach out to me and let me know. But if you've got one patient at 2 p.m. and your next one isn't until 8 p.m. and you've got all that time in between, I do not want that patient moved. So we just made it a global policy. We do not move patients up because of we have openings in our schedule. We do not try to get out of here early. So that's, that's just something we did because I feel like that was a bad patient experience thing. Second thing. I don't like when we say as providers, and sometimes, you know, some people say you should say this because I've heard this in other seminars, other uh, consultants have said that you should say this, is that we should never tell a patient, hey, and I've got an opening tomorrow if you wanted to come in and we can, we can do this work then. Now, that seems like pretty benign to do, but the problem is, is that I think the patient always, it leaves the opportunity for the patient to hear that as, wait a second. I don't even need this work. They're just trying to fill their schedule for tomorrow. So we don't say that as the doctor. Now our team does say that. So if you're with a hygienist and the hygienist is going to book the next appointment, the hygienist can then say, hey, Dr. Paul has an opening tomorrow morning. Did you want to come in tomorrow morning and get this done? Or your, your front office team who's presenting the treatment plan can also say, hey, Dr. Paul has an opening. Now they should be doing that. They should be trying to fill the schedule. But you as the doctor, as much as it means something to come from the doctor, like, hey, I've got this opening, just let it go. But you have to make sure that your team is picking up that loose end because we just don't want to give that impression. You know how it is. When people don't understand something, they don't tend to trust it. It's like when you go get your car fixed and you don't know anything about cars, you're like, gosh, am I getting ripped off? So we don't want to give anything that might give that opportunity for the patient to feel like that. So make sense? All right. Last thing is that every single patient in the office will see a photo or an x-ray of what we're diagnosing every single time. Okay. It's an occlusal. It's a class two. It's an abfraction. It's a fractured marginal ridge. I don't care what it is. I want the patient to see a photo of it. And if I will say, I will, hopefully the hygienist has already went through the photos and already kind of like prime the patient that this is something that they see. But in the case that they did not, which sometimes happens with recall patients, not often with new patients, because new patients were all taking a lot of photos, but recall patients, I want them to see a photo every single time. So if, even if the hygienist can't find anything, we want them to take a picture of tartar. We want them to take a picture of their gums where they're red or something like that. But if I say, hey, you know, that abfraction is getting pretty deep. I think we should restore it. Or that, you know, there's a, there's a marginal ridge fracture. I wouldn't say marginal ridge fracture to the patient, but you get the idea. I would just say, and I would look to the hygienist and say, did you guys go over that? And they'll say, oh no. And I'll say, do you have a photo of that? And they'll say, oh no. I'm like, okay, the hygienist is going to take a picture of that. And they'll show you that after we get done talking. And then I want the hygienist to come back after I walk out of the room and go through that photo. So every single time we diagnose something, I don't care if it's the, if the patient's like, "Ah, I don't need to see it. I trust you guys. No, you're going to see it. I'm going to make you look at it. I'm going to take that picture. I'm going to bring it up on you and look at it. They need to see it. So it just, it can't be like, well, if the patient needs to see it, you just have to make these policies all or none. Here's how we do things here, guys. 
we show patients some visual evidence of what we are diagnosing. Irregardless, <laughs> I talked about it on a previous podcast that I realized editing that irregardless is not a word in the dictionary. It's actually regardless. And I learned that while editing my book. But I say irregardless all the time. So irregardless of the proper grammatical and dictionary rules, I'm going to use irregardless as a word. And I don't even know what I was just saying. Irregardless of if if the patient needs to see it or not, we're going to take a picture. All right. I'm getting a little scatterbrained now. All right. So everybody have a great week. I'm now off to my lake house in Michigan. I record these episodes about four days before they come out. So this is like kicking off the weekend for me, going with my family and some friends. I have gotten so much sun this summer and being in clear water and my golf trip and at the lake house, you know, this is the past like 13, 14 days of my life. I'm at my maximum tan. I cannot get any tanner, which is great. I love my skin looking like this. I wish it would look like this all the time, but this is as good as it gets. Like I have reached the maximum. I can't get any tanner without sunblock. If I have no sunblock on, I cannot get any tanner. I will only get red and burnt and my skin will not get any darker. So that's cool. That's a, I'm excited about it. It's been a, that means there's been a lot of sunshine and I'm getting outside and enjoying myself. So next week, we've got the infamous Gary Takis on. We're going to talk about offices dropping insurance as our costs go up and the fee schedule stay the same or get lower. Oh, man, does it suck. But is it time pertinent is we want to talk to someone who has taken many, many offices from insurance dependent to insurance independent. So that will be a great episode. You don't want to miss it. Everybody have a fantastic week and we will talk to you next time.